following message is presented by Community Gospel Church in Bremen, Indiana. It is our great privilege to share this ministry with you. We in no way intend for this to be a replacement for the local church. It is our prayer that this would serve as a resource to help make Jesus Christ known in our congregation and other congregations gathering across the world. For more information about Community Gospel Church, visit www.communitygospelchurch.com. All right, what's going on, everyone? Jessica Crawman. Hello. I got something cool to tell you. Oh, yeah? Did you wait? No, we we passed the 1,000 listens. Whoa. Right? That's kind of cool. People, I'm... Stop it. I know what you're going to say. I'm so glad you all listen because I think, really, you listen? So good. Thanks. We appreciate you. Yeah, big time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 100%. So I thought you'd uh, you'd be excited about that. I actually am. Like, that means we don't just do this for to hear our own voices. No. And and in in the grand scheme of things, that's significantly small. But it's 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 cool. You can't compare yourself to others. I can. And I do. I know. A lot. <laughs> a lot. You just need to embrace the fact that you're awesome and go with it. It's you're fine. big on that lately. Like Bethany and I are <laughs> cracking ourselves up right now. Like, we are not struggling. You told me on Sunday, like, I was sitting next to you for the team meeting. You're like, I'm awesome. It's yeah, fine. You're good. It's good. <laughs> anyway. I'm not. I'm losing my mind is what's really the truth. So if I pretend long enough, True then story. maybe I'll, like, believe it myself. So maybe next week we're going to talk about what we did this week. Uh, yeah. This weekend, this yeah. past weekend, we'll talk about what we did um, in regards to like community hanger, and like service. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's cliffhanger. <laughs> we'll let you guys know what happened. So that'll be next week. This week, we want to go through Sing. Right. But we were just talking about this before we hit record. And uh, I know people like know a little bit about what's going on. You got a dog. We did. And named him Colt. We did. <laughs> Yeah, out after the Three Ninjas movie from the 90s, so yep. you should probably watch it. Probably I, not. And, and he was doing great. He's doing amazing. And we're going to try to summarize this in like yeah. a small amount of time. Right. But little guy had a problem. He did. Yeah, He we thought he got hurt playing with my parents' dog, <laughs> lo and behold. Your parents have the exact same... They look so much alike. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. a golden retriever, different breed. I was going to say the exact same dog, and they're not the they're same They're not the dog. same. They're <laughs> we didn't get cloned. You didn't clone we did not your clone parents' the dog. dog. But he looks very much like it. They love to play. He's three. Yeah. Colt is eight months. And um, we brought him home, and he was struggling, kind of getting up. And we thought, oh, those dumb dogs. Yeah. They got hurt. You know, it's kind of like my kids. And um, I'm at Sing at yep. the conference and Tennessee. get the results from. So this um, ties into our Sing. Co- this will this will segue really well. And the vet basically said he had two years to live, and I was, what? Who tells someone that on the <laughs> phone? It was like Tuesday night, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was like I, Tuesday. Yeah, because evening sometime it was bad. Uh, but I think you told Bethany. She's like, hey, I think Jessica's dog. Yeah. And I was like, what did you just say? I know. And it was bad. They he said he had these like crazy knee problems and all these things wrong. And basically the knee problems weren't going to cause it. He just would get to the point where he would be in so much pain he couldn't get up. And yeah. we're going, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Second opinion. He doesn't have knee problems, which is a plus, but he does have hip problems. And so now we're navigating all that. It was just a small like thousand dollar charge. It's no biggie. <laughs> Because you obviously well, we'll start a GoFundMe for Colt. I know, <laughs> right? Oh Poor my puppy. gosh! So, 
medicine and it's amazing though because it started as your dog's gonna die at sing yeah then it was wait maybe he'll lose his leg yeah yeah three legged they talked dog. about amputating i was like what okay we'll have three um, wrap your brain <laughs> around like a three-legged dog there's a lot of them out there there are mm-hmm. and so i was like okay we can do this yeah. this is okay and now it's just and then it moved into like Make sure he doesn't get fat. Yeah, basically. <laughs> give him medicine every day for his pain. Manage it. You give him medicine every single every day? Every day, yeah. What? So it's, which Can't is, you just give him like an ibuprofen or something? I don't know if you can give dogs. Well, yeah, uh, I think you can. I don't know. This is not heavy on his stomach because if you give, because think about it as adults, you take medicine all the time. It eventually yeah. like messes up like your insides and stuff. So there's certain medicine and there's joint medicine. I give him two pills a day, Jordan. Right now he gets four. Do we like, take him for the rest of his life? I think so. Oh my word. I'm just going to just eat my money. Added expense. I need another job. <laughs> like <laughs> who wants to hire me? I have no time to give you. Could you just pay me? Like, can I be paid for being me? Yeah. Like that's that would be amazing. Give me money for <laughs> being because. me. And I'm going to be fully transparent. The money's going to my dog. It's it not is. going to me. And not at all. <laughs> but my dog is really cute, so there is that. But so fun. Oh you can get gosh. people come over, pet him, and you're like, that's, yeah, that's, that's like seven fifty. <laughs> <laughs> that will cover the charge of that pill for the day. Hey, um, yeah. I'm really glad that you love my dog. I'm going to need your money. Yeah. <laughs> you have a little card reader for it. You know, like every time somebody pets every your dog. Every time a little kid comes up at the park. Soccer like, practice. Oh, my gosh. They're always yeah. around him. So he's, um, that's where we're living right now. You can tell he's in pain sometimes. Every yeah. once in a while, you'll see, like, he'll yelp, and we're guessing that's when his hip's just popping in and out. So, yeah, yeah that's our life right now with our puppy. Why not? Poor guy. Yeah. You should start a GoFundMe for him. I'm not starting to GoFundMe. Put a cute picture. Well, you could put him next to your three kids, oh, all sad faces. They, they, People I, would just they would. shovel money over they to would. you. I would feel so guilty. Like, who <laughs> takes money for their dog's expenses? I don't know. Here's the best part. Like, it's not a best part, but it's an observation. Isn't it funny? Like, you go in and you're like, if you were to go in with your dog and you were to say, hey, I can't pay for this. Mm-hmm. What's the alternative? They kill they the kill dog. Him. They put him down. <laughs> like They're like, okay, what? we'll just euthanize him. It's fine. Which is a funny word because that doesn't make sense at all. But anyway, no. we don't do that for humans. No! Can you imagine <laughs> Can you imagine well, taking grandma? I can't afford this <laughs> treatment. Sorry. You have a you have a conversation <laughs> with grandma. You're like, hey, we can't pay the bill. Yeah, my, it's been well, real. I love it's you. Been great. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, you don't realize too. Like, I had this little bit of like, uh, like I was sad. Like, yeah. genu- like we love this dog. He's part of our family. You got over the puppy stage. But he's a dog. Yeah. Like so, then there's a little bit of like. Am I seriously this upset about a dog? But right. I kind of am because he's part of our family. And then I'm like, am I really spending this much money on yeah. a dog? Well, yeah. And so that little bit of in the grand scheme of life, mm-hmm. but he's still part of your family. It's dogs. We I don't used know. to they have, get we used to have old English bulldog. His name's Tozer after A.W. Tozer. Right. And uh, he, he did something to like his knee or something like that. We took him to the vet. The vet's like, we could do this. It'll cost you like three grand. I like to write the vet. I'm like, plan B. Yeah. <laughs> what else? <laughs> He's like, um, there's no plan B. I was like, get in the car, Tozer. Yeah. We're going home. Yeah. It just worked itself out. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I'm like, all right. Well, yeah. I, that is so much money. Oh my goodness. So I was expensive. like, there's no way. Yeah. I was like, there's no way that I'm shoveling that over. 
And he right. just looked at me like I was cold-hearted. I was like, you're cold-hearted. Yeah. Because <laughs> they expect payment up front. Yeah. They, like, half of them don't even do payment plans. I'm like, so can I spread these payments yeah. out? Um, we accept payment like buying at a the car, time. 30 yeah, months. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> even my kids, I had payment plans on. I mean, it took us like six years to pay off all three of mm. our kids. Like, we didn't even own them. We, I remember <laughs> when we finally made like the final payment. We're like, we own our children now. I don't think they were gonna take them back. Oh if, like, man, there's no repossessing of. Yeah, children. Yeah, what do you do? Like, but hey, <laughs> sorry, you can't pay for your kid. This is gonna. There's some right. vet out there listening, going, "This is not funny at all." This I know. This is not funny. This is how I make my living. If you're a vet, we I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't know what you do. I, I mean, I love what you do, but at the same time, stop being yeah. so stingy. Yes. No, I don't know. Just anyway, fix, fix <laughs> Just people in ministries, dogs. That's all we're asking. <laughs> it's our only. It's the only thing we go home to that gives us unconditional <laughs> love. He loves me all the time. He does. And he does not talk back to me. Although he is highly stubborn like my youngest <coughs> and my husband like probably could beat him half the time. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't because like I told him I thought Matt would not be like as upset about me yeah. like as I was about this dog. And he's like, like he was. Like, he was really sad. And he goes, oh, what yeah. do we need to do? And if we need to get another puppy to help ease that. And I'm thinking another you can't even handle the puppy we have yeah. but Bethany okay. always looks at me she's like i don't like frank i'm like that's a lie yeah. from the pit of hell because you love that dog you do you just you can't admit it all the time yeah they're like, stubborn i watch her she's sitting in a chair end of the day this dog comes over yeah. he puts his head on her lap i'm like you hate that dog don't yeah. you and she's like Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh they get in your life all right all anyway right, so bad news yeah. at sing turns out to be some better news so yep. anyway okay so we're in the second half uh, what we're doing is we're basically going through saying we're debriefing on um, what we liked, what we didn't like. And that's kind of where we'll get at the end of this whole thing is uh, some of our, excuse me, pros and cons mm -hmm. and like some of the things that like maybe if we were running it, we would do yeah. different. Um, which let's just be honest. We're glad we're not running it. Yeah. Like, well, that's, that's just, a lot. That looks like a lot. OK, so um, moving into Tuesday mm -hmm. is where we're at. Yep. Uh, when we look at the music side of things. Um, music was pretty much uh, it's the same band. We talked about this a little bit last week. So if you if you're tuning in this week and you didn't hit last week, um, sing is put on by Keith and Chris and Getty. Right. They call themselves Modern Day Hymn Writers, mm -hmm. <coughs> and um, they have a band mm -hmm. uh, that essentially like was for everybody else. Yeah. And then um, it sounded like they are really good friends with Matt Boswell and Matt Papa. Right. Papa, excuse me, and. Um, they just kind of work themselves into their band. Yep they they write some of their hymn, they help write mm -hmm. co-write some of their hymns. They've done some together, um, and then they have uh, Jordan Coughlin and uh, Matt Merker, and so they have yeah. four of them with Keith all write together a lot. So um, that's really sad that I know all this. It means I am a nerd. So it's not. Just it's not at all because <laughs> I think you need to keep your finger on the pace of music because yeah. music will set the tone and pave the road for whatever is kind of coming yeah, through. That's true. So, um, they have a couple, they had a couple friends. Um, let's, let's do speakers first because when we get into the music side of things, we have a, a little bit of a thing that I, I want to kind of hit on. Okay. So, um, Tuesday was breakouts, essentially. It was. So you have John Lennox. He started the morning as a main speaker. Right. Yeah. Um, John Lennox, I have to pull up what he looks like because I cannot He's the my older mind. man. He's That's her, right. He did it via video. It's um, Kristen's uncle. Yes. He's a very big apologetist. Apo yes. 
he debates people that are really, really smart, and he's very, very smart. Super intelligent. He's actually um, the professor of mathematics mm-hmm. at, Ox- at Oxford. That's what I thought. Which is nuts. Yeah. Did I mention very, very smart? So this was hands down the most boring, uh, taxing um, talk because two reasons. One, it was all via Zoom. It was, which is never as good. He couldn't make it. No. He's an older guy. Well, he wasn't allowed out. They, he couldn't get in. Yeah. Is what they... And like. his background was blurred. So all you saw was this older man's face yeah. on huge screens. Content, though, was unbelievable. Right. Uh, you took notes. What'd you get out uh, of it? No. So you didn't take notes? I did. But I got stuck like working the first half oh, and then I got yeah. really see here's the thing with John Lennox. Yeah. You have to pay attention. The whole way through. You cannot jump in and out. And we had a couple things come up Tuesday morning just that I had to do right. via work because work doesn't stop when you go away to something like mm-hmm. this. And I missed the beginning. Yeah. And I just could not figure out how to get back in. So you're gonna have to take the hit the, the lead on this. The one. end of it was was good. Um uh, and I would just say that it I did go in and out. But I think we need to hit on that for a minute, though, of what you just said. When we go to conferences, work doesn't stop. No. Um, we actually take time uh, to kind of interject work within right. sessions. So, uh, I th- and I think that's okay. Right. It's You're just right. what we do. Well, and it was one of those things where that needed to be handled and I could go back and I can catch his. I was actually told by a um, couple people his was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But again, he's someone that you have to really pay attention to. I find I listen to him really well when I can pause and rewind him mm-hmm. and he- listen to what he has to say again because it takes two or three times. So if you're yeah. going to catch and try to listen to John Lennox ever, like, don't be overwhelmed. If you're overwhelmed the first time, it's okay. Yeah. Go listen to it again and then listen to it again. And eventually you begin to follow him a little bit more. Every time I've heard him, it's gotten better. He talked a lot about um, artificial intelligence. Yes. And essentially his whole big push was we need to be very cautious of what um, we're allowing to exist in our hands, mm-hmm. on our, um, on our uh, wrists, uh, through our eyes. Yeah. And he essentially gave like a very good, um, not an exegesis, but a very good observation of this is why his generation is petrified over what we have essentially deemed to be um, complacency. Right. And so he's like, it's not far if um, somebody put a wearable on you and if you failed to comply, Mm. like they could interject, you know, something through that that would essentially um, end your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think he just brought an awareness to the tech world where yeah. he was like, hey, technology's not bad. I'm coming from, um, you know, England, uh, which is Oxford's in England, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm coming from England, and I'm communicating to you um, via technology, mm-hmm. and this is good, but but just be mm-hmm. concerned. Um and and make sure that you're evaluating this and realize that we're not really that far right. from having artificial intelligence right. and AI becoming a very real um, consumer in our lives that could essentially, the way that he worded it, segue to the end. Right. So, Which I think just that caution for 
to not be complacent in so many areas of your Christian life is important. And um, it's a slippery slope because we like to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. I would listen to people like John Lennox just because it pushes you to be a better student. Absolutely. You, you need mm -hmm. uh, and, and you need the older generation. Here's here's something that came up with Sing all the time. You had younger and older constantly intermixed. Yep. Uh, I think it's Matt Papa who's the weird one, right? Mm -hmm. But he's super young, yeah. very what I would term hip. Yep. But man, he is he's so solid. Mm -hmm. And then he's he's mixing in with these older individuals. Right. Um, so I, th I thought that was fantastic. Yep. So yeah, if you get a chance, look up John Lennox. He's fantastic. We have uh we have all these links in the description yep. or whatever. Moving into the next one, which if if you um if 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 you have one thing, if there was one thing from Sing that I think this would be like top three was Jeremy Begbie. He was fan. He was fantastic. Amazing. So Jeremy Begbie is uh, long story short. He is a believer that is submersed in secular society because mm -hmm. he teaches at Yale, I yeah. believe mm, yeah. or Duke. Sorry. Duke, Duke divinity school, <coughs> which immediately scares me. Cause I'm like, Whoa, like your education is, is kind of secular and that can run to have yeah. a secular bent. No, it doesn't always. Nope. I get it. But uh, Professor Begbie got up and put on a clinic. Here is <laughs> I okay. He had amazing content to say, but his presentation was outstanding. If you are a teacher, if you teach in any capacity, yep. watch him because he intermixed speaking with then he'd sit at the piano and he'd play something yep. and he'd talk and he'd play and and it was so engaging. And I thought this is what it looks like to teach. Yeah, like if you're a teacher figure out how to be creative to catch because you catch your attention even if his content kept your attention but even if it wouldn't have as he changed mediums from speaking to playing yeah. to singing like you can't help but re-engage your mind and so the presentation was fabulous the only sense he didn't hit was smell yeah like he hit every single and one we were in an arena so what if we yeah. were in a classroom yeah oh <laughs> yeah because he had a he had a computer set up which controlled the powerpoint nobody else spoke with powerpoint all week yeah. long and then he had a piano that sat next to him and here's the other thing that i thought was really interesting he was in a suit and tie nobody noticed yeah nobody had any idea like and he gave the hands down Best description I've ever heard of the Trinity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Like, to the point where I'm like, I will use that every yeah. single time. He basically took a chord. Uh, if you're musical, if you're not musical, that's like three notes you put <laughs> together. Okay, like, there you go. And um, explain that they all fill the space. same space. Yeah. But they are not in the same space. I don't it was amazing. Yeah. You can try to explain it better because it was, I got to figure out how to explain it. I'm going to use it when I teach your kids if you have kids at our <laughs> church once I figure it out. The video, the short video I've sent to three people so mm -hmm. far. And uh, basically what he said is um, uh, musical space, um, what, you, what you hear with your mm -hmm. ears is different than what you speak right. and what you know with your mind. Mm -hmm. So he's like, what we do is we take the approach and we essentially say that we try to understand the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, with our mind. And he said it's not something, one of the best quotes, and I still have it in my mind. I, di I didn't even have to write it down. He said, the Trinity is not a problem to solve. Mm -hmm. It's a reality to embrace. Yeah. And essentially he said it fills your space. It fills everything. Mm -hmm. It's completing. And 
use paint a little bit and talk about how two colors become one, but yep. you can't see the different colors yes. within there. And it but you can hear all three chords yeah. together working, and they all fill that space. Yet they're each note is a different note, but it's comp. I don't know. It yeah. was fabulous. Yeah, he was like he'd play a, a note, and you're like, I can hear that, and then he would play like three, and he's like, if you listen really intently, it, it you know that there's more than one note, mm -hmm. but it's all filling the same yeah. space. And every time I've looked at somebody, I'm like, I can't explain the Trinity to you. I'm like, but Jeremy Begley could. But because <laughs> everything falls short. Every other illustration. And this one, I'm sure if you really were to break it down, yeah. would. Because it is a concept that I don't think we can totally grasp with our finite minds. Mm -hmm. But um, it was one of, it is the best one that I've ever heard. The He has a video out. Um and essentially, he talks about mistakes and failures. And he, is a, he says, like, in music, if you make a mistake, you can't go back. Mm. And he's like, so how do we take that mistake and we make it beautiful? Mm. And he talks about moving forward even though we've made mistakes. And I'm like, man, that's Good. Awesome. That's good. I'm going to check that out. Um, Put that link in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll out. be there. <laughs> there th the only thing is that I had, like, as a red flag was just his education because yeah. he's at, um, what did I say, Duke? I think he's at, yeah, yeah. at Duke. And I just, I don't know. That just makes me nervous I think you for have to reasons. be careful with anyone you listen to, though, of checking things like that and just make it, line it up with scripture. Okay, does this align with scripture? Any speaker, no matter what their level of education. And we, yeah, when you sit in that more worldly society, I think mm -hmm. that can creep in more. Or you can be more grounded and firm in your faith because you are aware of that. So I don't know, but I think anyone you listen to be cautious with that. I mean, his, uh, so he teaches systematic theology and specializes in the interface between theology and the arts, which nobody else is doing that right now. No. But it's we've talked about this. I don't know if we've said it yet or not, but what you sing at church often shows your church's <laughs> theology and where you stand. And it is, which is so true. Right. And I can see how that'd be such a major need to, okay, to educate our young students and our young minds in that. Yeah, he's got like... BAs, BDs, PhDs, ARCMs, and a bunch of other letters that just are uh, I don't know what all those mean. But I don't awesome. know. I, I know what three-fourths of them <laughs> mean. But uh, it, when you get past the doctor one, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> so what? That's a lot of letters. That's an acronym that doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, check them out. All right. Yeah. Uh, Paul David Tripp also was via video. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I mean... He talks every, I feel like he kind of hits every year about um, singing through suffering mm -hmm. and your suffering is a time to um, be the brightest with your faith. Mm -hmm. um, I think he said, yeah, the, gof the gospel shines brightest in dark times. <coughs> um, and so, yeah, I kind of, I think he just kind of talked about that. He usually tends to hit that side of things when he speaks at this. Yeah. I d I'm not going to say anything about him. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just, it, it, it's normal Paul David Tripp yeah. stuff. If you know who he is, he he basically puts the the same thing on. I did notice though, <laughs> this is just me. So uh, Paul Tripp spoke via video, mm -hmm. and then Tripp Lee came and spoke at the end. Paul Tripp had on his head the Apple, um, the new Apple headphones. Nobody probably ever caught it but me. No, I didn't. They're know. like five hundred dollars. 
Okay, but how many books has he written? Oh, Whoa. I'm not. I am mad at you, man. Like, if you got it, like, go for it, you know. But and I would bet he's doing a lot of things via Zoom. Oh yeah, because of his illness. Like, because he's been sick, he can't get out right now. So he had the Apple AirPods Max on, which right now are going for five hundred and fifty bucks. That's which headphones are worth it. Like, I mm, I like shoes Apple ones and I like hurt headphones. My ears. I can't do them. Yeah, but I it was just like. Man, Paul, like, yeah. get it. <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> um, all right, and then uh, and then Tripoli yeah. was at night. Uh, I think he was the worst of of the entire conference. Yeah, I'm I hate to say it because he had a New York baseball cap on. He looked yeah. all cool and relevant, but and I love his doctrinal videos that are out. Tripoli does an amazing uh, work with um, doctrine and um, presenting doctrine in a way that people understand it. But uh, I don't know if he just had a bad day or what, but I didn't feel like it was anything to write home about. I d- nothing stuck out. Like, everything was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, heard that, yeah. Now I know someone else we went with loved him. Mm. So I think, I think he was a breath for those that were so overwhelmed with people like John Lennox. Mm. So where we looked at John Lennox and went, I didn't really understand it, but that that's kind of an exciting place to live. Yeah. I don't know if everyone lives in that space. And so he was a breath of... I didn't have to struggle to follow him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think depending on where kind of you're at, I think he just provided. I mean, you got John Lennox, who's like, <laughs> for, you know, professor at Oxford. Oxford, you've got Tripoli, who raps. Like yeah. that is like the extreme ends of like e- the everything. And so. to be fair, like I think Tripoli gets a bad rap because people automatically, because A, he's black, and B, he lives in the city, and C, he raps, they think he's uneducated, and he's not. No, he's not. Like, he had some, I, I, he didn't have anything awful to say. Right. It just wasn't earth-shattering. He's just, he he's very smart. Um, yeah, I'm with you. It just wasn't anything that, like, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it was doctrinally sound, which yep. was good, and it was really cool to see somebody his age with a crowd of, those type of people right. and and hats off to yep. you know Keith and Grierson for yeah. bringing him in so um yeah uh it was kind of interesting though he did he did hit on it he's like um he he was a he's a black guy and yeah and a room full of like white people yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but I love that call the elephant in the room yeah, like yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. shy away from that and be this is who I am and um good yeah. for you all right, so there's Tuesday. This is where I'm gonna I'm gonna You're really gonna rest. settle You're gonna sit in a here. Bit on this okay. One. So um, speaker slash musician, and the only reason I say this is is because she led music was Johnny Erickson Tata. Oh, she's fabulous every time. Yeah, and uh, her health is deteriorating, but she's she's been there. Um, I I don't know if you want to hit on anything there. If you don't know Johnny Erickson Tata, read her books. Just Google it. Google her. Listen to her. Her whole thing is you sing through everything, mm-hmm. the good, the bad, the ups, the downs, and you sing hymns and you s- because that is theology and that's who God is. So check her out. She's awesome. Yep. I, I think we can just leave it there. Yep. And then uh, my man, Bill yeah. Gaither, decides to, oh, to pop in. Yeah. So that's uh, awesome. fantastic. Key said something that I thought was so critical, and I don't know if people caught it. First of all, huge Bill Gaither fan. I don't know why. I love Southern gospel music. Love I always it. have. I also love heavy metal, so it goes both ways. Um, but there's something about Bill Gaither that just, he okay. is, I can't stress how 
naturally funny he is. Oh, he's <laughs> hilarious. Like, he, okay, if you are not, if you don't know who Bill Gaither is, yeah. he's old. You're living in a he, hole. You are. <laughs> but not really, because let's be real, our age of people probably don't know. If you don't grow mm-hmm. up, the chur- up in the church, you're Fair not going to know who Bill Gaither is. Yeah. He is an old man. Yeah. Like, legitimately old man. I, in fact, I I'm pretty sure he's he had Velcro shoes. Oh, yeah, he- like, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, that's what one of the people that went, he went with us said. She goes, I do his shoes Velcro. I'm like, You ain't tying your shoes anymore? When you're 80, you don't have to. Like, I have elastic shoes. <laughs> so let's just talk about that. Like, <laughs> But he's hilarious. Yeah. He's so funny. So um, he the, the biggest thing that I want to highlight with Bill Gaither is I did not know his relationship that he had with um, Keith Getty. And Keith said, I have called you multiple times mm-hmm. for the past 12 years. And I almost cried because I was like, yes, that's that's that is exactly how you become successful for uh, the Lord and his work is it is not I'm going to do this on your own. It's when you start reaching out Mm -hmm. to the older generation and you go, hey, teach me how not Mm -hmm. to fail, you know, or whatever the case is. And just the um, the magnitude of that conversation. I was mm-hmm. like, this is exactly what the church is missing. Absolutely. That is Keith's uh, Paul in his life, yeah. you know? And I was like, man, good for you. Yeah. You know, you need that. And then he, um, and then uh, he led in uh, be- because, uh, he, because lives. he lives, which I was love that song. And I cry every <sighs> single time I hear it. So I just cried the whole time and it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And so just good. I don't have words to put that into. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have words. If you don't listen to Bill Gaither, uh, I will stretch yourself. I know if that's not like your your genre or whatever the case is, but yeah, Southern Gospel is so good. Though. It's so good. I just uh, he said at the Sync Conference, he's like, I think when the roll is called, you know, like there's gonna be a a four part. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, um, and then the conference ended for a minute. And then it would come back later, and this yeah. is where this is where I'm gonna sit for a second okay. because uh, if it was me, and I'm just gonna be fully transparent, it's gonna make me sound like a jerk. If it was me, Chris Tomlin should have not come to sing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he should not have been there. I don't know why he was there. I think they were trying to do a good thing. I don't think he knew why he was there. Okay, so <laughs> so you have. Keith does a conversation with Bill Gaither, yeah. and he does a conversation with Chris Tomlin. Right. For the first time in my life, when he's talking to Chris Tomlin, I heard Chris Tomlin say the word gospel. I've never heard that out of his mouth before. Um, and he did a horrible job explaining uh, it. A horrible. <laughs> like, he, yes, he was asked, like, what, how do hymns, how have they h- impacted your life? I haven't, it was a non-answer. It wasn't. He just used words that never went anywhere. Mm-hmm. But then he got to talk about his movie. And he had it was tons like tons of words. Yeah. And I went, oh, my heart hurts. Yeah. Like, and the whole atmosphere of the room shifted. Yeah. And we're not talking 10 people in a room. I mean, this is thou- tens of thousands yeah. of people. 14,000 people is what I heard. Mm-hmm. And that you could feel the shift. The air went out. Everything deflated. Um, Keith asked him, he said, what are your favorite hymns or why, right. why should we sing the hymns? And he could not he couldn't say he couldn't no. he, he, he couldn't really even give hymns like the uh, and, he, and he tried right? to kind of make it funny too because he was like he's like yeah because we're not really good at singing the third verse and 
uh, I was like, man, you just use humor to kind of like duck a question. Yeah. Well, it was comical. I mean, it was because it's true, but right. still. But and then he talked about like how he didn't feel like he was worthy to like redo Amazing Grace or whatever the case is, and but he did it anyway. And I don't know. I. J- I don't know. I think we, where we sit in our church and the type of music that we're so intentional about across the ages in our church, we don't, we don't allow a lot in. Um, Even if a group has a good song, it's very hard for us to allow that in Mm -hmm. when we look at who we look at the, we look at the person. Mm -hmm. And I've always said, you know, someone's like, well, it doesn't matter. This is a really good song. And I'm like, but if I send a teenager to go look that song up, they're going to look up more by that. Right. And then they're going to get faulty theology because a lot of the songs they're singing are faulty. And I look at like, I think who he collaborates with often. Mm -hmm. I don't know who you who you spend your time with matters. Yeah. Like if you take away anything from that, I guess he doesn't necessarily spend his time with. And I don't know everyone else. I don't I don't know. But who you spend your time with matters. I don't know. It was just it was hard to listen to him just struggle. And I mean, Bill Gaither just was like um, Keith asked him, he's like, uh, why do you love the hymns? And he told him, he said, because they explain the gospel mm-hmm. that Christ came, that he died, and that he rose again. And if we confess and believe, you know, Christ will give us new life and the promise of heaven and eternity. And he said, and that's what we need. And it was just this beautiful, mm-hmm. like, Picture. journey yeah. through, like, yeah. the gospel. And then Tomlin got up and it was just like, ah. what? Like, yeah. what? what are you talking about? I mean, it was just so empty. And then he sang Amazing Grace and it was like, I, I, uh, full transparency. I didn't, I didn't sing. sing it. I didn't sing it. <laughs> I, I watched. I couldn't. I don't know why. Yeah. I was so uncomfortable. Like I w- almost wish I would have like taken mm-hmm. that time to u- go to the bathroom because there were never any bathroom breaks. Like yeah. it was. It was not. And the whole feel of the room. It was like you said. It paused. It just went away. And did mm. you write down what song we came back and sang next? <laughs> so. Chris Tomlin was done, and then it was amazing because the second he left, it was like hope and humanity was restored. And the whole, everything was charged again. Yeah, everything. Everyone went from being like sitting back and not really into sitting up, paying attention. And the next song we sang was I don't even remember what it was, but I just remember going. The feel of this room is one hundred percent different right now. Yeah, it was. Here's here's how I can explain it in in ways that it makes sense in my head. When Chris Tomlin got up, it was so feel oriented. Mm. The way that he talked, the way Ooh. that he sang, the way that he presented himself, it was like he was trying so hard to get at the emotions. Mm. And with everything else that we did all weekend, it was like we are we're after your mind yeah. and then emotions will follow yep. what your mind knows to be true. Mm. And so that was uh, whatever we sang when it came back it was like okay let's go back up let's go back up into your head yeah and let's make that trickle down into your heart you know which is going to create the lasting change i mean feelings come and go depending on what's happening in your life but when you know truth and truth is permeating your heart that's what really brings your change in your life i agree all right so um then david platt came up at the end and he closed the night on tuesday and hands down 
It is the best message I've ever heard David Platt speak in my life. He spoke on First Corinthians chapter fifteen. Um, or is that right? First Corinthians thirteen, or is it fifteen? I, I don't 15. know. You don't I have that. I had. Um, I heard him two years ago, and he gave me the best message <laughs> of his life. So I'm gonna have to disagree on the best message. I don't. I heard him twice this weekend. I don't. Yes, First Corinthians fifteen. Yeah. I had to find the right the right passage. He exegeted First Corinthians fifteen so well, told a fantastic story to finish it up mm-hmm. about him playing baseball. But um, yes, oh my word, it was just it was like one thing after another after another, and it was his first message was okay. He ended Tuesday night, and I was like, I can go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That af- that whole night. That was the night that um, they did a. Am- um, was that the night we did Amazing Grace? That was Tuesday, I think. Yeah. So it would have yeah, been. Yeah. So yeah. Kristen did it with. Um, I don't even know her name. I don't know her name either. But um, she sings with. So no, I can't remember. Anyway, fabulous. They had a saxophone player come in. It was amazing. I mean, the whole yeah. After that night, I could have been done. And I was. You were. So you, I left uh, on, well, Bethany went back. I loaded up the car on Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was breakouts. Music regards to the uh, musicians were pretty much the same as Monday. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we could talk through those. The speakers were pretty much breakouts. But, um, yeah, t- for the we sake had, of time. Yeah, there wasn't anything <laughs> It wasn't the best I've ever heard. It didn't end on a bang this time. But mm-hmm. I also, and usually John Piper, he closed out the whole thing, and his was good. Um, I listened to him in the car. It was it was good, but it wasn't necessarily. It was nothing very wow. shattering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and John Piper starts out so slow, and then he like builds up, and he then does. he starts talking like a normal person, and then he ends, and I'm like. Whoo! That took a while to get it does. there. He does. He usually takes a little bit to get going. But he's um, an older guy. Yes. That's all right. He's always got good stuff to say, though. Okay. So, all that to say, um, that was our sing experience. Now, uh, three things that mm. you would say are your big, or we'll just go two. Two things that you would say are the big takeaways that you got from sing. Yeah. So, um, I would say just the reminder to be eternity focused. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of been the last year just running through my brain. And so much of what we did, what we sang, what we listened to was a reminder to keep your, this is not our home. Yeah. This isn't our home. We're going to sing a song at our church coming up, um, almost home. And we're not there yet, but keep going. But we're not there yet. And I think when you have an eternal mindset, it changes the way you face your problems, your sufferings, your hardships, the good times, the bad times. It changes everything where your perspective is. Hebrews 12 talks about, you know, run the race with perseverance, keeping your eyes fixed um, on the author and the perfecter of your faith. And I butchered that verse, so that was a Jessica Cromlin version. That's but, right. Um, you paraphrased it well. I did. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so just that idea of that eternal mindset was throughout everything. And then I often couldn't sing the last verse yeah. of the songs we sang because it was like, okay, Jesus. Which gets to that like, promise. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Like, it's coming. I know it's coming. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I was, uh, every sermon I write lately, I'm like, if if we get to preach this on Sunday, this is what we're going to yeah. preach. If we get to get to Thanksgiving, yeah. that's what we're going to preach. If we get to Christmas, that's what we're going to preach, you know? And it's like, um, every every Sunday I go to the pulpit, I'm like, 
if this is your last message, would mm-hmm. you still preach this? Because yeah. it could be. It could be. It's. I don't know <laughs> if it's just the world and the culture we're living in, and but that, or maybe it's just age and maturity. It mm-hmm. could be that too. Uh, but I, I am a stranger in a foreign land, yeah. and I'm not comfortable, and I shouldn't be. Yeah. And that's a good place to be because I'm longing for home. So I think that was my first big takeaway. Um, David Platt talked about. Um, he talked about the Great Commission. He always talks about the Great Commission. You're going to steal mine. Uh, You're going to steal it. That's okay. It? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so he's very big on um, missions and missions to the unreached, or the, which is unreached people are people groups that have 20%, no, 2%. Yeah. Not Like only 2% know about God. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. He took that verse and said, um, go and make disciples to all the nations. He said the word nations. And I really need to do some research on this because there's don't a lot of like anybody. cocker spaniels in there, like cock in their head. Like, um, yeah. what? what'd you say? Yeah. yeah. So it was like, OK. Na- and he said nations is unreached people groups. And mm-hmm. are we really doing are we really fulfilling the Great Commission? Like we're sending people essentially what he says. You're not going to steal mine. No. So we're sending people to. uh what do you say? Like um, places that people already have access right, to the gospel. Right, right. And yeah. so challenge, someone else spoke and said, um, your church will be no more passionate about the missions than your pastor is. And I said, mm. okay, that's an amazing statement. What does that mean for me? Mm-hmm. My home will be no more passionate about the mis- about missions than Matt and I mm-hmm. are. And I really took it home. And I've been super convicted that we are not passionate about missions. We're not passionate about reaching mm-hmm. the unreached pe- people groups. I think we focus so well on near sure. and teaching our kids how to be bold in their lives here but what are we doing that was my challenge that that was where i was challenged i i remember well you could still do it today i mean you can go into my wife's uh parents house and you walk by the refrigerator mm-hmm. and all the missionaries are up there um kids they support yeah. you know like ministries they support there's missionary letters up there you know i know bethany's mom prays for those people it's slowly getting to that point in our house, but yeah, there's, and I think some of that is because we had to focus so hard when I first came in to get the near back together. We did because we were not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, getting the near back mm-hmm. to where it needed to be. Now we're we're starting to go. Yeah. Hey, we're healthy here. Let's yep. let's look far again. You know. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, to partner yours, I would say. Um, the when David Platt said, if we're not united, f- I just said mm-hmm. it, I used it Sunday, actually, in the yeah. sermon. If we're not unified in the gospel, then we're not going to be unified in uh, the Great Commission, right. in fulfilling the Great Commission. Yeah. And his whole point was we have to get the gospel right. Yeah. And I've just started asking people like, hey, what's the gospel? How do yeah. I accept the gospel? What does that look like? And uh, sadly, a lot of people can't do it. You know, I think it's why we could all sit in that room. And be so united because mm-hmm. I think the people in that room believe the gospel, the same. We all believe the same gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so many different denominations probably represented sure. in that arena. And yet I would say that the vast majority probably had the same gospel belief. Gospel and doctrine. Yep. I think we're on the same page. Um, I would say the other big takeaway is, and it's the it's the no brainer that I, I don't think anybody saw because that's what we're there for is you got to sing. Yeah, you got to sing. I even hinted at it on Sunday and I'm about ninety nine point nine percent of the way there. I think if you don't sing on Sunday, it's a sin. Ooh, I, mm. I, oh, yes. I mean, we talk. How many times is it commanded in the Bible yep. to sing? So I could get on board with that because I think and I watched it. I was in the back um, and I watched some people not sing and I was like, 
we are believers Mm -hmm. who have openly and publicly confessed that we're sinners and we need a savior. And we have set aside this time on Sunday morning to praise the Lord, whether that be through sermons, Mm -hmm. prayer, whatever the case is. And to stand there and to not sing, I was like, that's a sin. Because I am withholding my praises Mm -hmm. to the person who I'm pledging my passion towards. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? So I said it a little hesitantly, and I should have said it probably a little bit more forthright. But I think if you're standing in church on Sunday and you don't sing, I I think you're sinning. Yeah, You can push back on that if if you want. I think the only pushback would be if you're in that spot where you cannot sing because the words cannot come out. But the people beside you are singing alongside you. That's different. Yes. And so I think just to make sure if you're listening, that's the clarification there. It's not the refusal to sing. It's. They're very two different things. Totally different things. There were so many times at Sing where I could not sing. And God's not looking at me going, hey, you're sinning. He's looking at me going, I love that. Yeah, I love that you are so overcome by who I am. Because that's what, that is what causes you not to sing. Mm -hmm. You are so overcome by the, how amazing God is. Or there is so much sorrow and pain that you believe these words, but it is really hard to put those words into, to speak these words. Okay, negatives. Keith and Kristen, I'm talking to you. You got to figure out your registration process. I have. They <laughs> have never done registration the way they did, and it was terrible. I've never <laughs> waited like that, and they were not clear. You waited on twice, any, technically. I did. I yes, and they were not clear <clears throat> on their instructions. Like the first day, we didn't know. You've never checked into your children's conference before, <sighs> and then they made us. I was late, Jordan. When I'm late. I get, I, I get Heart mad, palpitations. stress, I start to sweat. <laughs> I was already sweating because it was like a 90-mile down or uphill walk. It wasn't really, but yes. Like a half mile. It was like a half mile. <laughs> but either way, the registration was rough. It's my only beef. It's my uh, That and Chris Tomlin, and we're good. Yeah. You figure out your registration process, and you have a heart-to-heart with Chris Tomlin and tell him, hey, this is what doctrine is. I didn't love, I because I've attended before, the Bridgestone Arena – is not my favorite venue. Mm. Um, and I missed the smaller concerts we used to have at the Grand Old Opry. Yeah. Um, those are pretty amazing. I get down but with the Grand Old Opry, though. It's I mean, it's a different vibe it's, there. It's it's fun there, though. Like, Johnny Erickson Tata leading a hymn sing yeah. in the Grand Old Opry. I, I could... But Jesus there's presence in a building, right? Like, yeah. you're talking about where the Nashville Predators play right. hockey as opposed to the Grand Old Opry where you have so many, like, right. historical right. people have been on that right. stage. So I miss, some, I miss some of that venue, like the venues we were at. But I also know this holds a lot more people. Yeah. And it's a huge a thing. So. Yeah, but I'm all about, like, hey, sell it until it sells out, and then it sells out. Like, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I'd rather be in that boat than okay, we're going to be in a stadium, right? you know? You lose a little bit of it. Now, I will say when they packed out the Bridgestone two years ago and we did a hymn sing with Johnny and it was so much acapella singing, mm-hmm. that was pretty phenomenal yeah. because it was acapella. So you didn't have the acoustics. It, it was just different. Your acoustics are different in that type of area, again, but you could see better than you could over at um, the Gaylord, which is where it is next year. So mm-hmm. there are pros and cons to any venue. I don't want to end on a bad note. I will say they handled COVID very well. They did. They had uh, just the, the way that they, I mean, I know like we're in this like tipping point w- with that. Mm-hmm. You know, some people super cautious, some people not cautious at all. Some people just unconcerned, other people's concerned. 
they did diligence in seeking mm-hmm. and asking questions and then um, putting into practice things. Yeah. And it's a lose-lose situation. And I think yep. th- I think they did it as a win. Yeah. I think it was really good. But, yeah. Would you uh, and why would you, last question, mm-hmm. go to sing again or invite somebody to go with? Well, I've already bought my tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and I've already invited. On that note. Yeah, I would. I It is one of those weeks that if if you didn't have any of the speaking mm-hmm. you still had this deep theology through song mm-hmm. if you didn't have any of the song you still have this amazing teaching from god's word and when you merge those it's it is my time to it's selfish like i tell people this is my time that i just i just sit and let god's Nothing word wrong immerse that. and flow over me mm-hmm. and then i can i'm ready to pour out that sure. and so absolutely if you don't like to sing come anyway yeah. No, you can't hear yourself in a room of 14,000 people, right. so it's fine. Yeah. Um, I wish everyone could experience that. I think it is just but the tiniest glimpse of what heaven will be like. Ooh, yeah. Uh, if you had asked me Monday, I would have said like 70% that you should come. Um, if you asked me Tuesday, uh, I would have been like, yeah, absolutely. You should totally go. Um, I would say that if you go, don't feel bad for taking a break right um and i think if you're uh gonna go to this and you want to get the most out of it you have to just prepare yourself that you are going to be sitting Mm -hmm. from nine o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night yeah it's gonna be a full day and it's gonna be um constant eating like (laughs) it just is like you're gonna but they're not at your normal eating times. Well, I didn't mean like physical food. I meant like spiritual food. Uh, but yeah, eating's different that too. Because um, I know you complained about that one. Uh, yeah. Well, and I'm so scheduled Structured. anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I had to put that on the shelf. But I think you have to yeah. prepare yourself that this is going to be something that is going, especially if you're not used to it. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. And give yourself grace to bow out. I skipped the Wednesday morning breakout. I, you mm-hmm. know, checked out and did some work during the first break, you know, during the first plenary. Like, yep. you just, you need, that's okay. Yep. And you, it's an overload. It's a good overload. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's, I think it's totally worth it. I think, um, make the investment and mm-hmm. you have to see it as an investment. Anytime we go to conferences, anytime we do coaching, anything like that, we don't look at the price tag and go, it's like what we say with youth going to retreats mm-hmm. or mission trips or whatever. We look at mom and dad and they were like, yeah, that looks steep. You can't look at it that way. You're <laughs> investing in something no. that has eternal impact yeah. to it. So absolutely. All right. So that's our experience. Yep. If you went, let us know what you thought, uh, highs, lows, pros, cons, whatever the case is. And then uh, we're going to talk about next week uh, just some things that happened this past weekend mm-hmm. that were ministry related yeah. and some of the things we did and why we did them. And um, yeah, how we continue to make Christ known near and far. Yep. Until then, we'll see you soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Community Gospel Church podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, simply log on to communitygospelchurch.com and click the Contribute tab.